have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? You look great in person, and I uh, just can't wait to next year where we, we can pack it full of 25,000. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy's day. It was being ranked. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. This is episode 136 and we are here once again presented by the Fantasy Points Media Group. And before we get into today's show, just take a second because our friends, our family over at Fantasy Points, they've got all kinds of content coming at you here in this month here coming up before training camp kicks off. And you can get it for a little bit cheaper, 10% off by using promo code VIPERS22. And listen, here's what you got. You get Graham Barfield's best ball tiers. That's released all positions. You get the franchise focus series beginning on June 24th. 32 days, 32 articles, 32 podcasts. You want content? We got content there. Key offseason moves. Scott Barrett's strength of schedule. Graham Barfield's pace and tendencies. You get data points, projected fantasy contributors from Joe Dolan and Jake Tribby. You get dynasty buy lows from Wes Huber, John Hansen's final points, and you get interviews from team beat writers. What more could you possibly ask for? They got you covered there at Fantasy Points. Now, we are going to get into this show here because we are bringing you episode 136 here, but we're going to do part A, part B, part C, and part D, one, two, three, and four, talking about the quarterbacks, talking about the running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers, and how it all breaks down according to the consensus ADP and how we feel about those numbers. Joining me as always, Major Caldwell, Tara Roberts, how you all doing tonight? That was loud. (laughs) I'm sleepy. So forewarning, <laughs> I'm going off of like one hour of sleep. So if I say something that doesn't make sense, don't judge me. Are we going to get the best Tara now that she's sleepy? Let's, <laughs> let's mess with her, get her going. Disorient well, the best, the best <laughs> right. way to mess with someone is to combine the ADP of the consensus with a little bit of a Scott Fishbowl flavor because we know that scoring is out of the control there right now when it comes to fantasy football purposes we know there's a tight end premium on first downs and catches we also know that a little bit different there it's six points for a touchdown for quarterbacks and you get a little bit of a negative charge there on incompletions a little bit of a positive charge there on those completions so you know there's a little bit to go with those little more efficient quarterbacks here so guys like Tua Tungavaloa, Derek Carr they kind of get bumped up those rankings for the Scott Fishbowl whereas they may not in the uh, consensus here that we are using from the fantasypoints.com that uses one of the big name ones, the FPPC, that, as far as ADP is concerned. Let me just run down some of the top quarterbacks in ADP currently right now on June 21st. I, get, I think that's what the day is today. At number one, you got you got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson kind of as a top five. I don't think there's going to be much argument with a lot of people. Maybe one person up, down, depending on how you want to look at it. I think that's the consensus top five just about everywhere. Then you got number six, seven, eight as uh, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott. Number nine, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson at 10, Stafford at 11, Aaron Rodgers at 12, and Derek Carr 
coming in at number 13, which is a little bit higher than what we are used to seeing him uh, most seasons. Trey Lance coming in at number 14, Kirk Cousins at 15. And if we want to keep going through the top 20, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson comes in there at number 19. At number 20, Matt Ryan. Now, Tara, looking at this ADP, which quarterback is too high in your opinion? Well, you've already got me because I'm the one person that didn't know that we were doing a SFB <laughs> scoring in terms of what our Me answers either. are. So, yeah. Uh, so okay, just, cool. I think he just threw that in right now so he can win. I think, I think that's what's going on. Makes sense. You know, it's very on brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the quarterback I'm too high on, it's, it's Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I do. But um, again, as you guys know, I tend to lean towards those rushing upside quarterbacks, not saying that he can't run, just that he is not a running quarterback with that level of upside that you're going to see on a weekly basis. And where you're taking him right now in terms of ADP, I think you're taking him at the ceiling. It could be a little bit lower, so I'm not willing to take that risk. So when you look at these quarterbacks right behind him, you like that uh, Konomi code type cheat code quarterback there. And you've got guys like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott. Would you put these all four of those quarterbacks ahead of Joe Burrow? I don't have my rankings up, but that sounds about right. I want to say I would have him at eight or nine, and the majority of those guys would be ahead of him. And I'm going to assume that Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes are probably the number three for just about everyone across the board. Oh, now, yeah. Major, who's that quarterback that is too high in ADP for you, which is kind of shocking here, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Niners fan, and I, I got to keep it real. Like, Trey Lance, like, how is he ranked above quarterbacks who actually played a game? I don't understand. <laughs> we got to relax sometimes with these, with these rankings. Like, I think he's thrown, like, what, 100 passes in his last, like, three years of playing football? Like, we don't know anything about this guy. Yes, a ton of upside. The ceiling is super high, but the bottom is really low as well. So I would just be a little cautious on him. And I'm I'm not ranking him above like Trevor Lawrence or I mean anyone who's taking a snap last year, you know what I mean? So I'll I'll, I'll wait and see what he does. And then next year we can throw him in a top 15. That's crazy. You know, Trey Lance, I don't think talent is ever the issue. Consistency might be at the next level until he kind of gets his, his feet wet there. And he's always going to have that rushing upside. We know what he can do. He's, he's got a rocket of an arm, which that ability like where he's going to pull that ball down and run until he understands what kind of defenses are throwing at him, that may really hurt guys like George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and even Debo Samuel this year. Now, for me, I like to get under Tara skin every once in a while. And I'm going to say it's Aaron Rodgers for me. He's a little too high for me in ADP there. I know it's number 12, but I will take, and I'll say it right now, I'll take Derek Carr over him. I'll take Kirk Cousins over him. Why am I taking Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Rodgers is losing things, and Kirk Cousins is actually gaining Adam Thielen back and a pretty good offensive coordinator turned head coach there in Minnesota that's going to go with that West Coast-style offense there. So I really like Kirk Cousins this year, and I really do over- to it. Well, you said Kirk over Aaron Rodgers. Over Rodgers. That's I will put it that way. Yep. And I also Ooh. like Tua Tug of Loa over Rodgers this year. I, I, I'm Ooh. sorry. Until I can see what Christian Watkins can do, what uh, the, the what Alan Lazard can do. Alan Lazard is not a speedster by any stretch of any imagination. I know he's going to see targets. I just don't see that materializing into a whole heck of a lot in 2022. 
Now, if Aaron Rodgers hears this, he's probably going to try and put me in my place pretty quick because he's pretty petty that way, which I, I totally get. And I'd rather him prove me wrong on someone else's on someone else's roster than prove me right on my roster where I have him a little bit lower. So that's kind of where I stand with him. Now, Tara, which QB is too low in ADP for you? Uh, for me, it's going to be Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just it's just track record. We know that when he's healthy, we know what he can do. We know his ceiling. And him in Denver, I I think we need to temper our expectations a little bit in terms of the let Russ cook because they are still going to <laughs> rely heavily on that run game. When you look at um, the head coaching staff and offensive coordinator, you can you can do the math there and see what they're going to be doing at running back with both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. But I really do like Russ with this receiving core. I think we're going to get a nice, stable, and if we're going by the SFB, um, a very efficient and effective quarterback that's not going to kill you. And um, with that receiving core, I think they're going to be pretty steady for him too. So I think that we can be a little bit higher on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson kind of falls into that QB no land for me, where I don't know what to expect from him. Right now he's sitting at that QB 10. Could he be QB three? Absolutely. He could be, but I, I look at the guys ahead of him. Do I put him above Tom Brady? Probably not. Do I put him above Dak Prescott? Do I put him above Jalen Hurts, Murray, Burrow, I don't know if I can. Which which of those quarterbacks would you put Wilson ahead of? So I I, I would be okay with putting him ahead of Tom Brady. Um, I know there's a lot of debate around Tom Brady right now with that receiving core. And while I do love Russell Gage and I'm a Russell Gage truther, it is Tom Brady and Mike Evans. And that receiving core, that offense looks a lot different as a whole than it did last year. Um, so I do think that I would lean towards Russell Wilson. All right, now over to you, Major. Now, this one's interesting, too, because you've got yourself the quarterback coming in here at QB 18, according to ADP. That is Trevor Lawrence. Why are you higher on him than most? I mean, they got a new coach, and their coach made Carson Wentz look like an MVP. If you can make Carson Wentz look like an MVP, and then what's the other guy that won a championship? I don't even know the guy's name anymore. Like, he took two quarterbacks and made them look like MVP caliber type quarterbacks. And then you have the quarterback with the most tools ever since like John Elway. Like it adds up to be money. So I'm going, I'm big on Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, I was a little early on him last year, but I'm all in this year as well. Um, He has a good receiver core, a lot of speed, a lot of athletic uh, players out there. And a coach who knows how to get those quarterbacks going. So once you get a great quarterback coach and then you have a quarterback who's capable, you can't go wrong. Isn't this just the opposite argument that I just had for Kirk Cousins? I literally laid out the exact same argument for Kirk Cousins. But Kirk and Cousins doesn't have the talent. Like <laughs> you missed the one factor, the one factor that counts. He doesn't have that talent. I mean, mm. I can't do anything he about He outperformed that. Trevor Lawrence mm. last year. I mean, there's no doubt about physical, that. Physical attributes. It doesn't like, matter. We're talking fantasy here. Look um, at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. If we're talking about guys who have pretty hair, then yes, Trevor Lawrence is above Kirk Cousins. Kirk he Cousins like is a that. backup quarterback. He's just... Kirk Dang. Cousins is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the National Football League. Look he has at the numbers. Of, I... 
Go ahead. Exactly. He's got weapons. It's it's important when you have <laughs> weapons. When your number one weapon in Jacksonville is Christian Kirk, you're going to tell me Christian no. Kirk is going to outperform <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Well, well, in the next show, we're going to talk about my receivers. And I have Kirk being a breakout player. He's had two of the greatest receiver, like, mentors in A.J. Green and uh and so it's like, come on, man. Actually, I'm skipping the show. I'll save it for then, but you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with – I'm going to stay in Florida here. I'm going to go to a tug of Aloha as a guy who's too low in ADP right now. QB 16. I mean, I'm putting him – like I already mentioned, Aaron Rodgers. I like him a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers. I like him a lot more than I do Trey Lance right now. I'm not going to quite put him in that Matthew Stafford. Mm. He's probably right there, Derek Carr. I feel comfortable with that. I just think – Tua Tagovailoa is going to do some good things in this Dolphins offense. He doesn't need to have that big arm. When you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you can literally throw a pass for negative two yards, and those two guys are going to take it to the house for 98. So I'm not worried about him having to absolutely air it out. So give me Tua Tagovailoa. He's too low right now. If you're looking for a guy who's going to be a QB2 that can give you QB1 numbers at the end of the year, I think that's going to be Tua Tagovailoa when it's all said and done. Now, Tara. Who's a player that you're trying to avoid? And please tell me it's Trevor Lawrence. It's not Trevor Lawrence. Um, <laughs> he's too far back for me to avoid. I mean, it's not really taking much Why? of a risk. At his <laughs> we, were, we were like here for like two seconds and it felt uncomfortable. She's like, no, no, no. I have to, I have to trash major. All right, go ahead. Although I do say we got to we got to clip and save this this Tua thing. This is quite the hill to stand on. And I want to be able to track this throughout the season because you said some names there in terms of who you think he will outperform. And I just want to let's track this like with the Tua tracker for Matt for the season. That'll that'll go really good next to the Jacoby Myers tracker I ran last year, too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah, let's make this your your thing for the season. I yeah, I need to see this. But <laughs> the player I'm avoiding, um, and it's not a huge knock, but it's it's Kyler, and you know we talked about my rushing quarterbacks, and when you kind of lump him together, um, you know I can take Lamar Jackson, I can wait, and I can take um, Jalen Hurts. Dak is going to get more involved in the running game as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of options there that I know can finish out a full season strong. And that is my only problem with Kyler. As someone who has rostered him a lot, it's cool in the beginning of the season. But once you get towards the playoff times and he just decides, like, you know, there's injuries or, you know, the team as a whole starts to go down, it just gets a little bit frustrating. So I need to see him complete a full season as a top five QB before I want to take him over guys that I feel like I can get more consistency out of. Yeah. Kyler Murray, he was the only quarterback to play in like 15 games or less and still crack the top 10 in fantasy production last year. And this is despite what you just pointed out here, him tailing off towards the back end of last year. It's not just a last year thing. 2020, 2019, same thing for Kyler Murray. It's a habit at this point. Probably one of the reasons why the Cardinals aren't quite convinced in paying him that big money mm-hmm. at this point. Now, Major, who are you avoiding? I want to go with Tom Brady just because, like, the cliff has to – like, the cliff is here, right? <laughs> I know we say every single year, like, he's going to fall off the cliff. He's going – like, he went to the edge of the cliff and he started building a bridge. But I'm like, he's going to run a material or something soon, right? He has to – fall off the cliff at some point you can't be 90 years old and being one of the top quarterbacks in the league i'm just going to go out on a limb and say tom brady is not going to 
perform like he did last year. And I'm probably going to be wrong, but one of these years I will be right and I will rub it in everyone's face. So, again, I'm going on record. Tom Brady, is he can't he can't keep doing this, right? Can he? I don't know. He can. He's superhuman. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not betting against not him. Athletic. I bet against him six like years ago. Bad he's like all the things that's not what you look at, like the best athlete, and you see him, you're like, uh, whose dad is that, or who, like, who counting is that? You know what I mean? So, it's it's frustrating, but hey, uh, I'm I'm a hater, so I'm, I'm gonna go with Tom on this one. <laughs> hey, that TV12 program got him from like his college days, from like that zero to hero to where he is now as far as bods are concerned i mean is he still a hero with I, his, like his people say that but is he still a dad bod like come on Man. no this this is a dad bod okay he's he, not he's still got some athleticism you, he's not if he's like drink a couple beers i think he might be right there with you bro well you kind of alluded <laughs> to this guy earlier here when you said he was too high in your adp i'm avoiding Trey Lance. I, I can't get behind Trey Lance right now. I just can't. I need to see something out of him first. I wasn't big on him last year. He couldn't even beat Jimmy Garoppolo out. Okay. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but he couldn't beat Jimmy out. Jimmy's still there somehow, some way. They can't get rid of Jimmy. And they're like, there's no one. Oh, wants him. I'm like, they're like, yeah, you know what? Mm, we should probably hang on to Jimmy just in case. So I, I think if things go south for the 49ers with Trey Lance, I think Jimmy could make a, an appearance sooner than later. I, I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibilities here, but I just can't get behind Trey Lance until I see him do something. Once he does something, I'll get right on board with him. But right now, I'm avoiding him. I love how Terry just kind of gives me the side eye there too as she's uh, shaking her head at me. No, she's made a whole uh, We'll talk about it. Said the name. She was like, Ugh. We'll talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so... We want to look for these sleepers. We want to dig a little bit deeper here when we're talking about quarterbacks. And Tara, who is that sleeper quarterback for you who has the potential to turn in a top eight type season who's currently outside of the top 15 quarterbacks right now? Top eight? <laughs> I feel pretty secure in exactly who I think is going to finish as a top eight. And so technically nobody. But <laughs> if I had to say somebody who I think technically could, Jameis Winston. I think is someone who could actually majors MVP. Yeah, he's someone who we know has the we know he has the capability. That was last we year. <laughs> we know he has the capability to put up a you know a top eight performance. Uh, it's just will the assets be there for him to be able to utilize, and will the coaching staff utilize him in that way? Um, we saw a different Jameis last year, a more efficient Jameis in a different system. And he actually technically did produce in the in the confines of exactly what they wanted him to do before they opened up the offense um, after they had to later on. But in my opinion, I, if I think and I look and see who after the top 15 actually has the capabilities to be able to realistically do that, it is Jameis. I mean, Jameis is – I was <laughs> – he's the goofiest person in the world, like – when you watch his high, like not his highlights, but you watch his like workout tape and the moves he does, the faces he makes, I don't get on board anymore. Like, but he's like always. <laughs> but that's but it's genuinely who he is. Like it's not like he he's scared. Is, he looks scared a, all the time. He's a genuinely goofy person. Like <laughs> the things that he says. Like other 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 day he called um Chris Olave like as smooth as the other side of the pillow. And that's legit. He's legit saying that it's not a joke. <laughs> it's just, you just got to look at him from like, from a comedy perspective. It's funny. If you look at it the right way. 
Maybe that's what I need to do. It's going to see who in it. Which quarterback are you looking at the right way? Uh, I was going to have one. Good, good segue there. I, I, uh, <laughs> I had one here, but I see that you had him, so I just changed last minute. And I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I mean, you give him one of the actually the best wide receiver in the league, and he already has one of the top tight ends in the league, and he has one of the top possession receivers in the league, and he has a pretty good running back, uh, running back committee back there. Um, I. Everything he always wanted, he has now. I, I don't know if it may be a year or two too late, but I think Carr still has it in him to produce at a high level, especially with those target monsters that he has on, uh, you know, between, uh, um, shit, what's his name? Um, John Blanks, the, the receiver and the tight end. My bad, but Renfro uh, and Waller. No, not Renfro. Uh, the, the new guy they got Adams. Adams, thank Adams. you, fucking oh. Adams. Yeah, so he got two he got two targets or two big targets that he can go to at any time. Uh, he can throw bad balls and they will make it look good. Um, so I, I'm looking for big things from Carr this year. And I know Matt, you you're happy about that, right? Yeah, last time Carr had weapons like he's got now, it was Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, and that time he put himself into MVP consideration at one point. Was Which get, that was like two he, weeks. He had two weeks of consideration. Now you stretch it out to a whole season. He had, he, he had six MVP votes, which is more than Russell Wilson's ever garnered. Now, and that is true. You can fact check that. Russell Wilson played, has never got an MVP well, Russell's vote. played in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, cars play for one of the most, like, famous franchises in all of sports. Like, come on, let's, let's, let's look at the nuance here, buddy. Russell Wilson's in his second city. Carr's already been to three. He's all—I mean, we're already talking Oakland, Vegas. I'm sure he was in LA at one point too. Don't back check me on that part. But hey, for me, that sleeper quarterback is none other than Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. I'm looking at this strength of schedule. It is very friendly to quarterbacks. If I'm looking for a quarterback right now who has QB two pushing himself into QB1 consideration. You look at the weapons here. If the weapons can stay healthy, and that's the big key to the whole situation here, because last year the Giants were not healthy in any way, shape, or form. You've got Kenny Galladay, again, huge type of injury guy. You've got Sterling Shepard, another injury guy. Kadarius Toney is quickly becoming an injury type guy. And then you've got Darius Slayton. Eh. But Wandale Robinson is kind of that jack-of-all-trades Kind of guy that can do a little bit of everything. Plus, Saquon Barkley looks like he's coming back. And I'm looking forward to see what Saquon Barkley can do. We'll talk about him a little bit more on Thursday's show when we talk about the running backs. Now, what's the earliest that you are willing to draft a quarterback, not only just in your, your regular leagues, but in the Scott Fishbowl, considering the a uh, little bit of a perk to having quarterbacks in this league, especially Superflex? Tara. Um, in, in Superflex, I'm obviously willing to go round one. Uh, it all depends on who's on the board and what position, but more than happy to do it. And then major, what about you? Where are you taking a quarterback? Um, so I'm going for like a regular league. I'm going to go right sixth round. That might be a little early, but I like to get in like right before people start to chomp in a little bit. And then, um, for the super flex or the Scott fish, I'm, I'm gonna go with the second round. I, I like, I'm, I'm still a running back guy. I'm going to take the best running back off the board. And then I'm gonna get into the uh then I'm gonna get into the, the quarterback and maybe a receiver after that. But I kinda let the draft come to me. So this question is kind of hard for me. I don't really have like a set 
spot where I'm selecting players. I just kind of pick who's whatever's uh, best player on the board, you know? And for me here, when we're talking about quarterbacks here, not super flex, regular league, I'm waiting to the ninth round. Maybe give me a Matthew Stafford kind of in that range. That's kind of a guy I feel comfortable with there. But also, when we're talking about the Scott Fishbowl, I mean, you're taking quarterback early. You're going at least number three off the board, in my opinion. Maybe Jonathan Taylor, maybe Christian McCaffrey could come off ahead of him. Maybe Travis Kelsey before quarterback. I wouldn't because when you're picking that far ahead, and it goes all the way back, and you have to wait all the way back for another quarterback. You may it may put you out of consideration there for a quarterback that you want. So I'm taking a quarterback right off the get-go in Scott Fishbowl. But for the most part, I'm waiting until the ninth round. Now we all have players that we can't quit. Let's kind of rapid fire this here, Tara. Who's that player you can't quit? It's Dak. I know people get frustrated sometimes with Dak and feeling like his performance isn't living up to the expectations, but in my opinion, he was still a little hobbled in the beginning of last season, and the offense was a little bit off. I still have faith. I'm not quitting Dak. I will still be drafting him. Major. Yeah, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Like He's not even further on the field stuff. I like him off the field. I'm choosing him because I like he's just saying what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, dress what he wants to dress like, grow a beard, don't grow a beard, have a ponytail, don't have a – wear a man bun. I love all that stuff. I like he that he just doesn't care about – anything anymore he's just like the old cratchety like quarterback <laughs> who you got matt well i love how you kind of use aaron Rodgers there because every day is a halloween with the raiders so i'm gonna go Derek Carr. and for aaron Rodgers, he's embracing that halloween spirit there uh getting in a relationship with a witch so i mean that is something that's definitely wow. in the possibilities for him but Derek Carr is that guy i can't quit right now now he's got the weapons he was good he was efficient last year the only problem he had was he couldn't get the ball in the end zone that should not be a problem with Devontae Adams, as Tara knows. Now, Tara, who's a player <laughs> that you are drafting no matter what? No matter what I say, who's that player you're drafting? No matter what neither of you say, guys, uh, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's Trey Lance. Um, I would rapid fire, but I feel like I have to defend him a little bit. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to step in <laughs> and play this season in place of Trey Lance. The only reason that he's still on the team is because – he pushed his surgery to a point when it made him unappealing for anyone to realistically be able to trade for him. So he's kind of dead in water right now. Um, they'll trade him if they can. They're being very open about that. And obviously they're not going to cut him because it makes zero sense to cut him. Um, but if if they need to and they can't get a trade partner out of him because of the whole injury situation, he'll just be the backup quarterback. It, it's not a threat. They fully committed to Trey Lance. Um I'm drafting him because I really do think the value is there. Um, when you look at the upside, the rushing upside that he has, he's someone who is realistically a QB1 finisher, and you're getting him at a very discounted late-round price. So, yeah, Trey Lance, man, get on board. Yeah, you kind of you won me over a little bit, but, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to uh, go with Lamar Jackson. There's been a lot of – slander going on with this guy you know his whole team was injured last year had no receivers nothing you could only put so much stuff on your back before you start to break down yourself so i'm expecting him to have a monster season he's coming off a down season he's getting all these guys back he got some young receivers who now have a few years under their belts um he getting his running backs back uh, i think the coach is kind of open to letting him throw the ball a little bit more now um, 
So we'll see. I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be that uh, QB one, most likely the MVP of the league, just off of the anticipation of him being down and coming back. Ooh, you just put the MVP kiss of death on him this year, Major. Oh boy, we've got our well, James Winston MVP, for twenty twenty two. It works. I gave James Winston, and now look, Tara's already on board with with Jameis now. <laughs> you see how it works. I'm always a year ahead. You know. Well, I'm going to stick with the Konami Code quarterbacks here, and I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Is that guy I'm drafting everywhere in every she league? Laughed out right loud. Now. <laughs> 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 It's unrelated to this. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Sorry, I've never seen you laugh this hard before. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're always a year ahead. Who was it? Cal that said like Major Davis. She's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I think it probably was Cal. It was Major Domus and it was Major Dumbass. So major I think Dumbass. No, I think that was probably that's more like a math thing to say. I think and I remembered the Major Dumbass thing. <laughs> and you laughed that hard. Okay. Well, it makes you feel better. She started laughing when I brought up Jalen Hurts. I thought she was major laughing at you, but it's actually at me. So now my feelings are a little bit hurt. So yeah, Matt, do you have Matt? Anyway, Jalen great Hurts. memories, yeah. guys. It's just Jalen Hurts. You're getting him wow. after these other quarterbacks. You're getting him after Allen. You're getting him after Mahomes. You're getting him after Herbert. You're getting him after five or six other quarterbacks. He has a low-key ability to finish as a QB1 this year. You look at what he did last year. He was putting up top five quarterback numbers weekly. He had a few bad weeks there at the back end of the season that kind of cost him. Enter A.J. Brown. We know the Eagles are a running team. So if he can get that efficiency up, I mean – you give him that Ryan Tannehill type season a couple of years ago where Tannehill slid in as a QB one and you put Jalen Hurts' rushing upside to that. I mean, who knows what could happen with Jalen Hurts and you're getting him behind these other quarterbacks. So for me, he's a guy I can't go without in a draft. I'm probably not going to get him in the ninth round. Like I like to draft quarterbacks, but if there's a quarterback that I have to get up, we have to move up and get, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And what I have to get is that discount over at fantasypoints.com that 10% off using promo code vipers22 and you know what they got all kinds of great content and we got plenty more content coming your way very soon with part 2 of the show coming here a little bit later talk about tight ends and then we got running backs on Thursday we've got wide receivers on Friday so you're going to want to make sure to like subscribe to the YouTube channel so you do not miss a single show and we'll see you next time take care